0: What's going on team? How are we doing? Welcome to Basic Podcast episode 97. I hope you're having a fantastic National Day weekend. Just got wrapped up recording an episode with my man Faisal Al-Shawahi. Faisal is the founder of Believe Nutrition, uh, an online nutrition prescription uh, program. Faisal Pfizer's approach to nutrition was really interesting. I am not super well versed in the area of nutrition. So for me, this was a really interesting and really insightful episode. Most of the conversation was based around habits and mindfulness. We actually spoke very little about food, which you'll hear in the episode was quite surprising to me. Um, I really dig Pfizer's approach to nutrition. And I thought this was a very interesting conversation. pfizer has got a book out uh go over check out his instagram you can find out more information about that but yeah just enjoy this episode i like i said found it really interesting i'm sure you guys will pull um plenty of information out of it as well talking about hurdles people face hurdles he faces when working with people some pretty common mistakes and then talking about how macro prescription and calorie prescription might not be the most effective way to fix your nutrition goals um super interesting episode like I said Faisal will, pr- will be super happy to take any questions you've got feel free to get in touch with him have an awesome day and enjoy the episode what up team welcome to base for you podcast episode 97 I'm your host Craig Harriman and I'm here with Faisal al am I saying that right
1: yeah exactly welcome I'm
0: Faisal sure. how you doing brother I'm fine
1: how you doing thanks for so
0: having on. I'm really excited for this episode for a couple of reasons one I know very little about what Faisal actually does um so I'm looking forward to uh, I know in the grand scheme of things what it is he's doing but I'm looking forward to finding out more in in more detail what it is you do um and we were introduced by Ahmed thank Thanks, Ahmed, for introducing yeah. us. Ahmed also bought me some coffee as well. Nice. And it's too late in the day for me to be <laughs> drinking coffee, so we're not drinking it now. Uh, and we were just discussing, we've got another mutual friend, Tarek as our well, Tarek Rumi. Exactly. So any, I was just saying as well, anybody that Tarek's introduced me to, or kind of like, Tarek said, this guy's legit, then I always trust Tarek. So you've got a good re- yeah. referral, coming from some good people. Yeah, um, awesome. Okay, so that's me talking shit for too long. Uh, so Faisal, Believe Nutrition, who are you? What have you done? What do you do? Give us a background, get us up to speed.
1: Yeah, definitely. So my name is Faisal. I'm a, I like to call myself a performance nutritionist. I like A sports that. nutritionist. Nice. Uh, so I specialize in working with uh, athletes to help improve their uh, performance and recovery through food, uh, but also work with busy working professionals to help them commit to living a healthier and happier lifestyle. Very nice. Um, yeah. Look, my journey started at uh, the University of Maryland back in 2009. Oh, wow. Uh, I remember I went into university as an economics major. Okay. Uh, you know, back then in 08, we didn't know any better, just right. the typical majors, you know. And uh, so I was like, all right, I'm going to go in as an econ major and eventually apply to the business school and study finance. Okay. And uh, of so to, to do that, I had to take a prerequisite, which was accounting 101. And uh, 60 minutes, the worst class I've ever <laughs> taken until today. I mean, I felt so lost. I didn't resonate with it. Um, you know, just had no desire in the subject at all class was done I was on campus at the time living in the dorm so I went back to the dorm and I called up my parents right away and I was like guys listen this is not for me Uh, there's no uh, way I can do this yeah yeah so uh, I started to think a lot of like things that I talk about things that I love to do and you know growing up until today I mean I love football I've always wanted to be a a football player growing up but obviously when I was at university I realized that wasn't the case so I'm like you know what I actually want to be involved in the industry and work in football and so that was the the motivation for me to study back uh, at, you know, Maryland uh, Kinesiology, which is basically the study of human movement. So I double majors as an econ and kinesiology major. Nice. Continued, graduated, went to the UK, uh, got my master's in sports and exercise science and, um, yeah, then got an opportunity to... Uh, to work in football in Qatar, in Aspire Academy, in Aspitar Sports Medicine Hospital. Beautiful, man. And uh, yeah, it was an amazing experience, a dream come true, you know, my, my daily office was going to a football pitch, watching training on man, the sidelines. That's dream. You know, having my full kit on with my initials. So yeah, it was awesome. It was a great experience. And uh, yeah, so then in 2015, I um, I was like, you know what, let me start an Instagram account and uh, Believe Nutrition came about, you know, essentially the name stems from me wanting people to believe in the power of nutrition and right. how it can impact your, your mental, physical, emotional health, but also just believe in themselves. I think a big part of that kind of uh, successful journey is, is for people to believe in themselves and their goals and actually achieving their goals. Yeah, you know totally, I mean? right. So uh, yeah, and then just as a way to inspire and motivate people and put out evidence-based information and one thing led to the other. Uh, I decided to take up some clients in 2017 and that's how it turned into a business and And here we are.
0: Transitioning out from uh, working more of athletes to more like general population stuff.
1: So, I still work with athletes on an individual basis. Okay. Like, I don't work with any sport teams. Um, so, I still, you know, I mean, that's essentially what got me into this. I still love working with athletes. And it doesn't have to be professional athletes, it can be recreational, you know, your weekend warriors, anyone who's preparing for marathons or nice. CrossFit, you know.
0: That's what was my, my question, off That was going to be what's your kind categor- of categorization of an athlete? Because, um, that, that term gets thrown around a lot like I call all of our guys in the gym our athletes because they're they're training their physical capabilities yeah. so then you're actually talking about professional sports athletes as well right yeah amazing
1: so uh, yeah Bill Bowerman of, of Nike he was like if you have a body you're an athlete exactly you that's know? our uh, point and
0: exactly. then we and this was kind of we're heavily involved in training in CrossFit and um, a lot of the initial when CrossFit got popular it was just like oh yeah people in every-, and it was kind of we, we take everyone who's in the gym training their body as an athlete exactly and then a lot of people Came back with that, and we're just like, no, these aren't athletes. this is just like grandmas doing like bench presses and stuff. And it's just like, no, they're actually training their physical skills to yeah. to better themselves and whatever their uh, performance requirements may be. Exactly. So yeah, we're
1: yeah, no, but I mean, yeah, it does get thrown around a lot. I know what you mean, and sometimes it can be put out of context. But um, yeah, you know.
0: But I think in the in in the on the flip side of that as well as I think. Um, if you're working with people who are actually professional athletes as well, you'd treat them differently, right? To how if you For were sure. working with general population or like I would consider myself an athlete cause I'm phys- trying to develop my physical skills, but then my requirements Uh, when I come and sit at the desk nine to five are going to be different from someone who does four hours of training on the football
1: field? 100%. I mean, I always have to put on my sports nutrition hat when I'm working with an athlete or someone who has like specific performance goals versus someone, you know, your your everyday individuals who just want to lose weight. 100% completely different approaches. Um, What would be the key differences there? So a lot of things. So we look mainly at like... You know, nutrient timing is huge, eating the right foods at the right time. And this is more with athletes. Yeah, with, yeah. with athletes, um, you know, obviously the types of food can differ as well. Um, you know, off the top of my head, when we talk about like simple versus complex carbs, a lot of people have a negative connotation towards simple carbs. People fear the carbs. Uh, which from I guess from a health perspective, sure, you wanna be focusing on your complex carbs, like your legumes, fruits, vegetables, whole grains. But when it comes to working with athletes, for example, that might not necessarily be the case you know you want to be fueling the muscle and refueling right. it in the quickest way possible getting them ready for their next training session whether in the same day or the day after if they have a competition you know saturating their muscle with energy as quickly as possible so just that's just one like simple example
0: and that would be because of the training load their experiences is higher so they have to be recovering to prepare for the next exactly, training exactly
1: yeah definitely definitely and then of course calories you know you want to be giving them you know you don't want to make sure they're in, their, in a energy deficit you want to you know know give them a good amount of energy for for them to actually perform at the best of their abilities and you know enhance the adaptations for recovery so that makes complete sense yeah i mean it's 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 a lot different i personally i i you know i enjoy you know when it comes to athletes there there are restrictions or not restrictions but like um it's less kind of um focused on this whole like dieting approach that people are okay. like, typically used to and you can kind of let them it's more be. fueling right exactly okay. so it's, it's, again nutrient timing is a big one eating the right foods and the right amounts uh, always matching it to like training intensity um, and effort of training which is huge but also that can be applied to like
0: yeah, everyday individuals totally. too you know and so. i think like i'm not a nutritionist but that's kind of the approach i try and get people to understand is like if you want to do this much activity and this is what your day looks like you need to be eating enough exactly. i think and we'll get into this and see what you think i'm sure you've got a much uh better idea than i have but uh i feel like a lot of people don't eat enough for day-to-day just live it anyway so i'm sure when you're talking about what's typically uh a athletes calorie prescription
1: uh, well, depends really of on the sports. Depends on the sports. Depends on the goals. Um, you know, their their health needs as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, at least two thousand, two thousand five hundred is way more
0: versus like a regular day to day would be a, uh, would be. Lesser. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, when I when I when it comes to athletes and actually just everyday people also like to calorie cycle because that's the new way forward now okay. you, know, you have to kind of individualize things on a or periodize things on a day-by-day basis you know it's no longer eating x amount of calories or x amount of grams uh, of carbs or protein on a daily basis especially the carbs and calories that's where i like to manipulate that a lot okay because then the day even when it comes to to working with athletes you want to manage between their performance and their body composition right um you know and their body fat levels mainly so you have to make sure that it's really tailored to the training schedule and, and the effort of exercise and that's why you know when i used to work in football for example and even nowadays just in general when it comes to other sports there's a there's a whole sports science department. I mean, it's a staff of ten plus people who all work together. It's a multidisciplinary approach. The nutritionist needs to know the the schedule of training, mm. needs to work with the strength Got and you. conditioning coach, with the physiologist, kind of look at the um, the the GPS data, see you know what you know how much distance they've covered, uh, their acceleration, their speed, and all of these things Man. can determine their nutritional needs of the day, yeah. right? And at least in football, for example. Uh, during the week the, the training load is, is not that high because okay. you can have a game or two per day so the way they periodize it is such that you know you'll probably have like one high intensity day and then the rest are kind of like low intensity then you have game day then you have a recovery day after that so it's again it's it's a multi approach you have to work with everyone to kind of make sure that they're really getting in what is needed from their body and the demands of training
0: and if you've worked with teams before, is everybody, every individual on the team have a different prescription? Is it individualized to the team? Definitely. Man, that's a lot of work.
1: Definitely. So, I mean, you have to take into consideration positions as well. So, yeah. again, I always use football as an example because that's Definitely. kind of what I worked in. You can't treat a goalkeeper the same way as a, a midfielder. For sure. I mean, sure. a goalkeeper is, you know, for the most part in training. I mean, not remaining sedentary, but. The, the, the covering workload, way less ground, definitely. Yeah, um, a centre back, for example, isn't the same as a uh, centre forward. You know, makes sense. So yeah, it's also position specific too.
0: Very cool. You know? And then, so how, staying on the athlete side of things, what? Um, so you've taken all that data. You've, you know, what their training looks like per day, per week. You know, how much ground they're covering on the field and how much energy they're expanding How accurately are you able to understand what their requirements are? So uh, w- I don't understand where kind of calorie macro prescription comes from. How do you go about going, well, this person's doing this much training in a day and this much in a week. How accurately are nutritionists able to understand and prescribe the right amount of fuel for that activity? Does yeah, that make
1: sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so the, 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 the philosophy is changing a bit. or Not the philosophy, the approach is changing for mm. a bit. Uh, people, I think, are slowly starting to shy away from this whole idea of like numbers and grams per kilograms for example yeah um of course you would need that in specific scenarios you know if you really need to kind of like focus on every single detail let's say if you're working with a boxer or you know um any form of martial arts where they maybe need to like make a weight category category or whatever it may be but I like to just keep things simple, especially when you're working with athletes. You know, there, <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of smart ones, but in football, let's say- The less things uh, they can think yeah, about, like, the better, exactly, right? exactly, exactly. Yeah. So keeping it very simple. I used to, I used to have different plates for different training days. Okay. This is a high intensity day. Follow this plate. This is a low-intensity day. Follow this plate. Medium-intensity, follow this plate. Rest day, follow this plate. And then a lot of visualization. So, like, you know, when we used to set up the buffets, you know, you set it up in, like, a traffic light system, for example. Ah. Like, these are your protect foods. So, these are foods that will boost your immune system, you know, your fruits and veggies in one section. These are your recovery foods. So, your your protein. And then these are your energy foods. So, you put all the carbs. So, it's just kind of... Doing a lot of visualization, a lot of just keeping things simple. Yeah, man, I'm sure. Letting them understand what they need, how much they need, and why they need. I think explaining to them the why is really important too. Yeah. Um.
0: Create more buy-in with the team. Exactly, and
1: of course, look, when you're working with team sports with a team of 25 or so athletes, I mean, you can't individualize every single thing. No, of course. And not everyone needs that specific focus. So there, you know, sometimes you'd work with a goalkeeper because he needs to lose weight. Or she needs to lose because he's not running enough. Uh, exactly, <laughs> you know. Or some maybe there's another player who's a bit overweight. So the one, so it's really like a handful that you would really then just specifically like focus on them and and go into the nitty gritty of things. You can't do that for a whole team. No, you of know? course. So, so that's yeah.
0: Very nice. Um, Let's switch gears a little bit now. I want to go back to more of the sports stuff later because I just found that very interesting. Um, Talk to me a little bit about your book. I haven't... haven't, So, Faisal's got a book. uh, Fill your mind before you fill your plate. I haven't read the book. um, But judging by the title and what I have seen on social media, I can kind of... Guess what the angle of the other book is? Do you yeah. want to dive a little bit into that and kind of yeah. talk upon the philosophy of the book? For
1: sure. So look, the, the 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 meaning of the book is, as the title suggests. You know, I highly, highly believe that before people, you know, seek out a personal trainer, sign up to a gym, or, or seek out a nutritionist, sign up with a nutritionist, even though I'm one. <laughs> you know, it's um, or or sign up to a restaurant and get meals delivered to you. I don't believe that's the starting point. Yes, exercise and nutrition are very essential for weight loss, for just being your healthiest, best self. But for me, it all starts in the mind. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's where Fill Your Mind Before Fill Your Plate comes. It's about the five pillars of living a healthy lifestyle, which. The five pillars that I've come up with in my own journey. I mean, you know, uh, I've talked about like kind of the professional side of things of how I came about to be in the field and study this. But like personally, again, back in '08, growing up as a boy in Kuwait, the 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 health and fitness scene was nowhere like what it was. Yeah, I'm sure today. You know what I mean? There wasn't that awareness. So then, as a 17-year-old kid going to the states and then just being in a completely foreign uh, environment and you know then just seeing people running on the streets at 6 a.m in the morning and you know obviously being in a d1 collegiate school seeing the athletes walking around campus somewhere and with me in the same class that inspired me to get into this lifestyle and then that's how the five pillars started so like you know it was just enough of like wishing and saying oh i wish i can be like him or i wish i can look like him or kind of be as athletic as him and it's just it was more about doing and, and then to do that you know, i had to get into to the right mindset and that that's the first pillar you know um i always tell people you have to and it's the two a's so you have to anticipate that the journey is going to be long it's going to be difficult yeah. you're going to face a lot of challenges you're going to face a lot of obstacles it's not easy a lot of people when they want to lose weight or try to be healthy They'll think it's smooth sailing. They'll think it's easy. All right, yeah, I mean, I'm working with a PT, right? I have a nutrition plan. They'll do everything for me. Good to go. It's not, I mean, especially in this day and age, you know, there's so many things. Every day is different. There are so many challenges that happen in a day, balancing between family, friends, social events. Um, You know, when things are normal, again, you travel and you do this and that. So a lot of things can mess up your routine and getting in the way. So you have to kind of anticipate that. And when you do, just accept it. A lot of people, you know, will will uh, you know if they think it's smooth sailing, then they come across their first obstacle. They're gonna, they're not gonna know how to react. You know what I mean? Or if they travel, they'll come back. It'll just create a domino effect. Or yep. if they skip the gym for a week, they'll be like, right, all right, skip or the gym for a even week. Even
0: like they they miss breakfast, or so the rest of the days Ex- are mess. Yeah. Exactly.
1: You know, they they messed up on the weekend. They'll just get, dig a deeper uh, hole for themselves. Yeah. So. You have to kind of anticipate that, you have to be patient, you know, uh, it's, it's, seeing results takes time. It's not a quick fix. It's not a short term thing. No, of course. You know, and, uh, and then the second pillar is belief. And, and a big part of that is you have two different mindsets. You have a fixed mindset and you have a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was in the States, I was completely alone, uh, had no family, no friends. The only person I had to rely on was myself. So what I did, I started to just be more curious. I started to want to learn. Um, I read a lot of books. I think 90% of of why or who I am today and like kind of just my beliefs and thoughts are because of the reading that I've done. And I've been very much into like self-help, self-development books, and that's helped me a lot. Amazing, Um, So, you know, I'm just kind of telling people, listen, you have to have a growth mindset, which means... um, believe that you can improve, believe that you can progress, uh, believe that you can lose weight, believe that you can hit the gym. Um, That's part of having a growth mindset. If you you make a mistake, which you're gonna make a mistake, you're gonna mess up, learn from your experience, learn from your mistake, continue on. On the flip side, those who have a fixed mindset don't think they can lose weight, don't think they can hit their training goals, don't think they can be consistent with the gym. If they make a mistake, they'll go nuts, they'll be frustrated, they'll just create that domino effect that we talked about. So yeah, belief is a big part of it. And then mindfulness, I mean, for me, look, all the pillars are important, but mindfulness, I mean, this is a big part of my work and what I do. And I really believe that honestly nutrition is simple and unfortunately a lot of days uh, a lot of times um people just complicate it for no, complicated for no reason oh, and man, that's the truth and you know uh, it's just all about thinking all about having the self-awareness being mindful as to what you're putting into your body you know how you're eating how much you're eating and even why you're eating but it's not only that it's about right if if you can understand what your day looks like or what your week looks like just put a little a little bit of effort and thought into planning your day or planning your snacks or meals you know if you think yeah, you're totally. going to you know m- you know skip a, a meal because of a, you know a meeting that you have or a presentation maybe just get, easy to carry snacks with you to work it's just again being aware of your day and of of your schedule you know uh and then number four is sacrifice look i mean we have to sacrifice you know whether it's pushing yourself a little bit harder in the gym or sacrificing a little bit of sleep time to get up early in the morning and and get your workout done maybe sacrificing a social event after work so that you can go to the gym whatever it may be sacrifice is part and parcel of the journey yeah you know?
0: that's so true there's a guy out on the show a couple weeks a good friend of mine rob and he, we were talking about nutrition and how like uh nutrition needs to be a sustainable thing that you need to be able to maintain long term which we 100 both agreed on but a point he brought up was but you need to sacrifice because if you currently aren't happy with what you're your life situation or the way you look and you want to change something, you're going to have to sacrifice something to make those changes.
1: Exactly. And unfortunately people don't want to make that sacrifice, you know, and that's, what's getting in their way. And then the fifth pillar, and and by the way, all the, all the pillars kind of are in order, you know, you have to right have the right mindset to then kind of have the right beliefs. And then when you have the right mindset and you have that belief in yourself and a growth mindset, it can then make you more mindful. You know, when you all that together can allow you to make some sacrifices and then only when you have these four pillars can you then achieve the fifth one which are habits you know and um, sure, yes man. it's the fifth pillar but it's it's you know so so important I mean habits are everything at the end of the day you know but to really change your habits you you, you have to kind of have all these things set in place and um, ultimately this is again part of what i do with my own uh, work and and my philosophy and ideology is is trying to help people improve their habits and behaviors because that's where you'll see permanent long-lasting change it's not about doing a diet or going on a diet and you know seeing this short-term quick fix you know losing weights you know if you have a a trip with friends or family or wedding to prepare for or summer's coming up and no i mean it has to be seasonal it has to be every day um it has to be i mean this is who you are this is your lifestyle and lifestyle now is becoming this buzzword but i think people are not um understanding what it means a lifestyle means you're doing these things on a daily weekly monthly yearly basis this is your lifestyle and to have this you have to proceed it with you know good habits good mindset being mindful and all of that stuff so that uh, is
0: amazing i'm definitely going to go buy this book as soon as we stop recording that like what i love is you went through everything you just said you've been going for like 15 minutes or 10 minutes there and we didn't mention food once exactly like everything you've talked about there i was enthralled in what you were just speaking that was amazing everything you just said and not once have you mentioned food or eating
1: listen uh, people know what to eat yeah especially nowadays social media is there the internet is there google is there people know what's wrong what's right they know that eating crap is not good for them they know that eating healthy is good for them but it's it's how do you convince them to actually make these changes and 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 get them to actually start appreciating this lifestyle that's yeah. it's a lot with the mind i think yeah it, you i know, remember
0: listening to someone else say the same thing it was julian pano like most people know what to eat everybody knows what to eat the problem is the adherence and people stick into it and there's and when uh when someone figures out or someone it must have been another coach talking to him and they said when someone figures out how to make their clients understand how to stick to that or why to stick to it that's when you start making progress exactly as someone who as a coach if you can get someone to unlock why they're committing to uh, sticking to these habits making these sacrifices being mindful with these practices that's when they start making progress giving them food prescriptions and carry prescriptions isn't going to work unless they're bought in and they understand the process exactly so i start off with that in the book i i say start with your why
1: like think of your why and write it down. I'm, I'm a big believer of visualization. Oh, you know, man. write it down. For sure. Keep it in a place where you spend a lot of time, and because that's what's gonna give you the motivation in times of demotivation. It's gonna help you feel grounded. It's gonna give you a sense of purpose, a sense of an, you know, an intention, and something to work towards. For you know, sure. um, we so. talk
0: a lot about that with uh, with training goals. It's like, yeah, your training goal might be able to. I want to back squat 225 pounds. Cool. What happens when you squat 225 pounds? You stop training. You need something bigger than the goal to motivate you to commit to your goal. And that then if you set very aggressive goals for yourself, it's easier to commit to them. if you have a bigger reason why. And most piece, people's reasons why is never never the actual training goal itself. It's just like, oh, I want to feel stronger because I was bullied at school, so I want to feel stronger. Cool, I'm going to squat 225 pounds, but that's not why they want to squat 25 pounds. Exactly. So there's always exactly. this bigger reason. Exactly. Um, you're talking about lifestyle uh, there and I believe people need to be able to create uh, sustainable habits that they can keep up long-term. So if, it, if something's too difficult for them to commit to, then they're probably gonna fall off um, at some point. Do you ever, or do you think there's any, benefit to doing on and off for like being strict for periods of time, like going hard in on the diet for a certain amount of time and prescribing someone to maybe stricter diet, then they can sustain long-term for a period and then easing back off. uh, The same guy I was talking about before, Rob said he has seasons for himself. So he'll do like nine months out of the year. He's, dialed in really on point and towards the back of the year he he literally spends three months of just enjoying himself a little bit more because he doesn't believe it's sustainable for the full year
1: is he like is he a trainer is he he's a trainer he's a trainer
0: uh he's a Bit of a madman, ex-military guy, uh, has done bodybuilding figure composition, Does has done mad endurance challenges, done a little bit of everything, just a crazy guy. Um, and him himself has done, and i got him on the podcast to talk about, he's done the most extreme ends of insane 48 hour endurance challenges and then, which is a performance goal, yeah. and then a physique goal, which was stage bodybuilding. So he's been through both and he was saying that, yeah, I can't stay dialed in to this really strict diet for the whole year. Mm-hmm. So I look forward to this period of relaxing. Yeah. So I'm kind of like a 80, 20 on and off. Is that something you?
1: So it depends boot? on the person. So that's why I asked who he is. I mean, obviously he seems like he's he's on it. it Super seems disciplined. Like very disciplined. Yeah. Not everyone's like. He's not a novel you know, character. Yeah. I, I would resonate with him in yeah. the sense that I can have that control, to do that. However, if you bring on your your average Joe or someone who's just getting started, doesn't know where to start, doesn't know what to do, then I don't think that approach will work. You have to start simple. You have to start slow. You have to, I don't believe, the reason why I don't believe in diets is because of this whole strict, you know, rigid approach that it rubs off onto people and I don't want people and people shouldn't in general feel restricted or limited uh, that's what leads to rebound I mean 95% of people who diet uh, regain the weight lost mm. in 3 to 5 years why? because they do things that are not enjoyable they restrict themselves too much right. so it's, it's about finding that balance, right? It's the 80-20 rule I believe in for sure. 80% of the time you're eating healthy, you know, you're eating clean. And 20% of the time is where you can eat foods that you enjoy because at the end of the day, you have to enjoy. And enjoyment is what allows you to be consistent. Totally, that makes you know? sense. Um, so, yeah, just, just, just finding that balance, I think. And, um you know, taking things slow, like I said, um, th- having a long-term view—you might not see results now, and mm. it's really, really painful. I—I I know what it's like. I mean, to not see immediate results, but. You know, people just have to put one step in front of the other. It is a journey, it is a process. Yeah, do. And, uh, you know, eventually they'll, they'll come and, and they'll see the results. There's a, have you read of Atomic Habits yep. by James Clear? Very good book. Uh, So you remember when he talked about, was it the point of latent uh, potential? Yeah. Uh, or, or the plateau of latent potential. That was and so where he uses the, the ice cube example. So if you take an ice cube and you put it in a room that's 25 degrees Celsius, it's not gonna melt. You increase it one degree, it's not gonna melt. Increase it another degree, it's not gonna melt. Eventually then you'll increase it to thirty degrees and then the ice starts melting. Yeah. But it doesn't melt because of the fact that the temperature is thirty degrees, it melts because of the gradual one degree increases. So when when people kinda have that mentality, it can yeah, it'll be painful again not to see results quickly, but eventually you'll get there. Yeah, get dude.
0: Solid stuff, man, that's amazing. Like I said, I'm definitely gonna go yeah. grab that book for sure. Okay. Moving into working with people and, and being in the field that you're in and working with people for, to help them with their nutrition stuff, I'm assuming there there's a lot of the tools you use to try and implement people. What are the biggest hurdles that you experience as a, a nutritionist when dealing with people? So
1: it's, yeah, I think, you know, it depends on the person. Uh, there are a lot of people, you know, who, who come up or who come to me with just kind of like no motivation at all, like no confidence, and you kind of like have to also play the role of a psychologist, yeah. you know, uh, which I found myself doing many, many times, sure. you know, and it's far and parcel. So and that's challenging for me. I mean, because again, this is I've not really studied it, but I guess just with time and experience, I've been able to kind of like just help them. I mean, I've I had some people who, like, literally, I was their last hope, and before they, they went off and, 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 like, decided to do a surgery and things mm-hmm. like that, you know? So, I think that that's a hurdle. Um, just getting them to, uh, you know, habit change is, is 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 a difficult thing, you know? Um, and just kind of, like, buying them into the whole process does take time. Okay. It is yeah. a bit challenging. But... Um, you know I guess if you just approach it in the right way and talk to them in the right way you know it can I can definitely help them this is
0: a side note a side question have you ever worked with people this is very random have you ever worked with people that have come to you for weight loss goals or because they're unhappy with their body composition you've worked with them made some progress but unlocked other kind of like emotional barriers and then they've just been a much happier person because they're eating better even if it hasn't changed their appearance very much oh definitely I was gonna say I'm sure there's a lot of like emotional connection to eating that people struggle with that once they solve that they don't actually care what they look like
1: definitely definitely look for i mean everything's connected you know your your mental physical emotional state you know it's all connected and by simply just you know changing the way you eat that can be a segue into so many other benefits that you'll experience but a big part of also what i do which is also part of the mindfulness process is i want people to focus on the way they feel Mm. Uh, Again, nowadays, you know, with Instagram and social media, Uh we're associating healthy lifestyle or nutrition with looks with all these influencers and models and whatever. And that's messing up with people's minds. And we're we're forgetting about ourselves. We're forgetting about the way we feel. So... This is what I tell people, like focus on your focus levels, on your concentration levels, on your energy levels throughout the day, on your mood, on your quality of sleep, on your performance during exercise, how well are you recovering. And when you, you might not see any change on the scale, you might not see any physical changes, but when you inside feel good, I think that's that's the most important, you know what I mean? For
0: sure what about hurdles that people have to overcome when starting a nutrition program so a big
1: big uh, or a common one let's say is this whole idea of sugar cravings a okay. lot of people think they're addicts <laughs> and think that you know they're, yeah, it sounds but familiar. it's it's uh, you know it's a big mental game but you just uh, that's again where the coaching comes in that's where you help them kind of eat the right types of food to, okay. to reduce sugar cravings that's a big one um, yeah and just uh, you know the motivation levels that's that's big and also getting them to believe in 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 the idea of of not relying on weight okay uh, you know a lot of and again I don't blame people but they they're, they're just getting too hung up on the number on the scale and you know a lot of people find that challenging to kind of separate the two you know the their progress you know whether it's through clothes or physical versus the weight okay you know uh, that's a challenge um dealing with the environment's a challenge helping them deal with an environment too um is it know, like the home
0: setup or the, the... the
1: home setup friends the people you surround yourself with I see. you know in our culture this whole like getting together with friends on it some people get together daily um you know and so they they order food and it's and,
0: surrounded by food yeah, yeah where
1: where I mean generally in the GC it's very like social social culture everyone totally. likes to you know and and unfortunately no one will order like you know, healthy stuff. salads, all, you know, so that that's a big part
0: of it. Um, I um, we, 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 and my wife M tries to do this as well. She'll try and, use, if people want to meet up, oh, everyone's like, oh, we'll go for coffee, we'll go get food. She's trying to to set up to go for walks. So let's go for a walk and, and we'll catch up also walking. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And she'll walk sure. instead of going yeah, for sure Yeah, exactly. Um, what about mistakes? What's the common mistakes people make? Like, I think you just highlighted a good one there is people obsessing over the weight versus another measure, which is probably more tangible because weight can go either way and not necessarily mean anything. Um, Um, What are other common mistakes people make or kind of misconceptions around food, what they think they should be doing, which is probably a waste of their time?
1: Uh, They're too hard on themselves. Okay. Very hard on themselves. They'll feel guilty if they messed up. They'll feel really frustrated. And and that can either cause someone to bounce back or it can create like a chain reaction for other people. But not to be hard on themselves. Um, We all love food, okay? But I think a lot of people... You know, focus a lot on the idea of them being foodies or them loving the idea of food so okay. much. Uh, because when you have that approach, then you're not going to really care about the quality. You're going to want to, you just want to continually eat for enjoyment. Now, yeah. we have to eat for pleasure. Yeah. We have to eat to satisfy our hunger. But we also have to eat for getting in the best possible nutrients in our body to optimize all bodily functions. Um, but people are focusing too much on this idea of, Oh, I love food. I love food. Sure. We all love food. Fine. <laughs> but you know, we all love food. They, you know, that's, but that's where you have to kind of find balance, you know, yeah. and start changing your mindset around food and your approach to food as well. And your relationship with the, um, I would say, yeah, those, those are kind of the top, the top those two are good mistakes.
0: Ones. Um, I'm, th- I'm just as we're going through this I'm thinking of like more questions and more questions more questions and I want want to find out more stuff as well yeah. what about uh, nutrition prescription so this is kind of you've answered this already I believe in what we spoke about already but what is um, kind of your process in handing someone a, a prescription because a lot of people I'm sure will expect to start working with a nutritionist and they're going to be assigned these are your calories for the day these are your macros these are your uh, X amount of X y and Z What's, what process do you find is the most effective way to prescribe someone a nutrition diet program?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. you, of course, individualization is so, so important. Yeah. You can't treat everyone the same. It's not a one-size-fits-all. So, you know, really, I mean, I typically in the beginning do the listening. I let them talk. I let them tell me everything about their lifestyle, their exercise, sleep, nutrition, gut health, whatever it may be, their challenges, things they, they want to improve. Um, and then according to that, Kind of come up with something that will help, you know, uh, make their lifestyle better and that's suitable to their lifestyle. Um, You know, very, very important uh, as a nutritionist to give the person uh, the autonomy Mm. and let them come up with solutions on their own and let them feel like they're the experts. I don't want to make myself feel like the guru or the experts because at the end of the day they are the experts of their own body for sure you know what i mean i'm not with them 24 7 i want them to i can give them a perfect plan or a perfect solution or perfect advice but how do i know what's what's you know going on in their everyday life you know so it's about letting them kind of based off of what they know about their life and routine and schedule let them come up with things that will help manage and they're
0: not then completely dependent on one person who if might not always be there exactly yeah that's exactly. me what about um i'll come back to in a second but you just brought it up there but uh adherence to a program do you find a lot of people are pretty good at sticking to what you've prescribed to them once you've broken down the five pillars or do you think people are Bullshitting themselves and you, and saying, Yeah, no, I ate everything I was supposed to eat today, and <laughs> and, th- and then they're pissed that they're not getting the results. I, I, now I can tell who's, who's bullshitting <laughs> and who's not. Um,
1: but no, look, at the end of the day, you know, so. Before Nourish, in the mobile app, I used to create customized meal plans for people. But I used to always tell people, listen, if you can follow the plan 80% of the time, great. And even in the plan, I used to give them options for them to order from places that can kind of mimic the meals I give them. So I'm kind of accommodating to that. But at the end of the day, I keep telling them, you know, just focus on your habits. You know, I used to have a habit-based curriculum where every week I'd send them a habit to work on. And I used to tell them really put all your attention on the habits and and use the 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 program that i sent you as a guide Um, and i used to communicate with them on whatsapp and still do uh, but i used to say you know um, use me as your personal nutritionist bug me annoy me send me pictures of menus if you want to order or if you're going out to a restaurant because this is this is what i'm trying to get at you know i want people to manage their nutrition and themselves Given this fast-paced, stressful lifestyle that yeah. we live in, you know what I mean. And once you can manage that, once you're in control, uh, once you're mindful, once you're aware, trust me, everything will come after that. Yeah, you know. Man. But it's it's just it's it's about teaching them, coaching them. That's what it's all about. It's it's the harder way for 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 people, uh, because again, they want to see quick results yeah. now. But you know, it's it's just kind of nurturing them into that ideology and.
0: Totally, man. Know, um, you mentioned the app there, go into that a little bit How's that work? Yeah, it's great So um, so it's
1: called Nourish by Believe Nutrition so Is this an app you guys have developed? Yeah, yeah, we've developed that We launched around a month ago oh, cool. um, So it's a personalized and holistic coaching app That's all about tracking So um, you know, people will be able to track their nutrition Through taking pictures of their food uh, There's like an, uh, an emoji bar So they can pick how they're feeling before eating And mm. then there's also hunger scales So we can start looking at how mindfully they're eating And then they'll track their hydration their sleep their exercise and then be coached on a daily daily basis so so i'm actually seeing what they're doing seeing what they're eating how much they're eating what you know what they're feeling and and coaching them on a daily basis so no so no meal plans no sending food um you know giving you the flexibility and the freedom to do what you want but you're 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 getting coached you're being held accountable
0: I was going to say accountable right yeah and yeah. that's
1: a big part of why I developed the app is, is is consistency and accountability um yeah and you know just again taking nutrition and applying in a practical everyday life you know um and just holding them you know uh in the hand and and kind of going with them in every step of the way
0: Amazing man right that's all the formal questions I've got for you I've got five more questions that I want to wrap up with before we Get into the fun stuff. Have you got anything else you want to talk to about? No, I mean you no. Dude, honestly this is dude, awesome. like, Thanks for that. that was amazing. Like, so you guys went to see, but first I've just been probably wondering what all these scribbles I make on the piece of paper is <laughs> every time uh, I try and find a, a, a sound note, uh, a sound bite to do the Instagram post and there's like five, there's six of them around here that I'm like, Oh this was great, yeah. this one's cool. So that was awesome man, thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. All right, last thing I need to do, I need to pick a number between one and seven. Any number. Two. One two. These are just random, so yeah. All right. Are you ready?
1: Yeah, let's do it. No
0: pressure. Which movie have you seen the most times? Gladiator. Dude, right? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> um, if it was going to be immediately successful, what alternate career would you choose? Uh, music producer. Oh, Very nice. Yeah. What type of music? Hip-hop. Oh, yes. Yeah. Now, see? <laughs> How can someone earn a gold star with you?
1: Um, put the effort to make change. Um Show show the willingness, show the desire, show the curiosity, to want to improve
0: nice man uh one trait about yourself, one trait you dislike about yourself uh, I'm too shy, oh okay, yeah. well you've nailed this one, <laughs> and this is a random one. which celebrity would you fight which celebrity would you fight ooh um, oh wow brad pitt Just I'm, th- I'm thinking of the fight club I, don't know. <laughs> no, that's, I like how you got there yeah um yeah that would be a good fight um okay where can people come and find you if they want to find out more information man
1: yeah so you can uh, our instagram handle is at believe nutrition and you can visit the website uh, BelieveNutrition.net. net.
0: amazing brother thank you so much for that
1: thank you i appreciate it have a good Great weekend guys